Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. Well, testimony continued today in the trial of Timothy Jones Jr. He's the man accused of killing his five children in 2014. In court today, prosecutors played an audio tape of Jones' alleged confession in an interview with investigators. Our Jacob Reynolds was in the courtroom today. He joins us with a wrap-up of testimony, which some could find a bit disturbing tonight. Jacob? Well, JR, the courtroom was completely silent for about 45 minutes as they played that taped interview between Jones and investigators back in September of 2014. And on that tape, he, he tells the investigators what happened to his children in late August and early September. The audio tape recording was from an interview on the evening of September 8th of 2014 with former FBI field agent David Mackey. It was Jones' second interview in as many days, and it was the first time he told investigators what happened to his five children. Jones claims his six-year-old son, Natan, died after Jones made him do physical activities like sit-ups and squats for an hour before sending him to bed. Jones claims Natan was lying to him about blown outlets at the house, but that his death was an accident. Jones continued that once he found Natan dead, he killed his four. Or other children. What did you tell us earlier? So Natan was was dead, and then what happened? And I followed suit with the other four. And how did how did you so kill that was with my hands? With your hands? Can you describe what you mean by with your hands? Around their neck. Around their neck. Okay. <laughs> Jones told investigators he killed Elias, then Mara Gracie, and then put a belt around the neck of his two youngest children, Elaine and Gabriel. On continued questioning, he revealed his youngest children's last words. Did any of the other children say anything before you killed them? Gabriel said, I love you. Jones also told his investigators his son Elias said, quote, dad, or he said, quote, take me with dad. He told them he didn't know what exactly that meant. And according to the audio tape, Jones kept the bodies of his children in his Cadillac Escalade from August 28th to when he dumped the bodies in Alabama several days later. And at the end of the interview, the investigators asked him if he had anything else to say. And this was his response. Um, what is it you'd like to say about, about your actions? God, I'm sorry. Children, I love you. I hope I see you again someday if I'm worthy to. I'm sorry. 
And as you can see in those video segments, as he was listening to that audio recording in court, Jones became emotional again. He was crying off and on at several times. Some other members of the courtroom audience were in tears while the jury uh, sat stony-faced listening to that audio recording. And Jones's father, Timothy Jones Sr., who had been in the courtroom for almost every testimony so far, had left for this portion. He had become emotional at other points in the trial, but for this part, Jones's father was not present. They, they're expecting testimony to continue on Monday. Reporting in Lexington County, live, Jacob Reynolds, News 19, WLTX. Hello, my Demon Insiders, and welcome back to the Demon Inside. I'm your host, John Venom, and today we're going to be talking about Timothy Jones Jr. Now, before we talk about Timothy, I just want to send out a shout out, like I always do, to my Demon Insiders, of course. Can't forget my Demon Insiders. You guys are my loyal fans, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, I also want to send out a shout-out to all my Uber passengers that I've had in the past week, a couple of weeks, uh, especially Taylor, who said that she would be listening to my podcast at work. So hopefully you're listening and not working too hard, Taylor. But... Let's get started with this week's episode. So, Timothy Jones killed his five children. And he started saying that this was a demon interaction, a demon inside of him, that he was hearing voices. But throughout some of this talk that he was doing, the interview that he was doing with the police, a lot of things didn't sit well with me. Uh, until the very end, but let's let's start off from the beginning. So they have him in the interview room and he's talking, and he talks like his kids were conspiring against him. Kind of acts like these kids were more mature than what they are. It, it almost sounds like it was, he was talking about another man that he was getting uh, scared of. And you got to remember throughout his whole thing, this is a six-year-old little boy, his son, six, who he's talking about. And what he says is that this little boy started breaking the outlets for the electricity and that he got electrocuted. And so he, to punish him, he was giving him squats and push-ups for an hour. Now, to him, it seemed like nothing, but remember this, though, because I actually looked into it, and his son that he says died of heat exhaustion or the electricity was actually strangled by him. But here's his confession. Listen to this. He was deceased. And then what, what happened to him? What? How, how did he get deceased? What, what did you do? I sent him to bed after I worked him real hard because he wouldn't answer me. And, and what, what do you mean by working him too hard? I just PT'd his ass till he couldn't handle it. Tried cracking him on butt a couple times to get something out of him to tell me what was he doing. Right. What's his motive? And when you say PT him, what, what are we talking about? Squats and push-ups. Squats, push-ups. And how, how long were you having him PT? I'm PT like an hour. Like I said, there's nothing out of the ordinary. Those kids would do insanity with me. And we had fun doing it. And where did he go from, you're doing this, where in the house? Where are you PTing? This was in the living room, and then I finally got tired of him and sent him to bed. 
Okay. Get us to bed. You're not telling me the truth. I can't help you. Go to bed, man. You're wasting everybody's time. And then, and then you you find out what? Come back and find out that he's deceased. So here's my problem with this whole little sequence of events that he talks about, because he says that that the kid who's six years old had a motive against him. So he was delusional for sure. He was talking about that the kids were out to get him uh, because he said that these voices in his head were doing that. And you hear that, you'll hear that a little bit later. But he also says that he worked out this kid for an hour. And he was saying that he did it for punishment. Now, here's my thing is that he said punishment, but at the same time, too, he said that the kids used to have fun doing this. So how was it for punishment if they used to have fun doing this? We find out later that the first son that he said was uh, that he punished him and made him do all these workouts or whatever for an hour. It was all untrue. He actually strangled this kid as well as the other four. But to go along with with his story on listening to this interrogation, we hear that he's trying to say what happened like he's, he's looking for an excuse and the voices were only part of that excuse listen to the rest of this and when I find out he's deceased then the shit hits the fan all. how does the shit hit the fan Tim? the voices start going off and then here comes the paranoia oh shit what just happened what, what, what just happened this ain't gonna go I can't call but I got all these voices running through my head now and then what happens to him? What did you tell us earlier? So Natan was was dead, and then what happened? And then I followed suit with the other four. And how did how did you so kill that him? That was with my hands. With your hands? Can you describe what you mean by with your hands? Around their neck. Around their neck. <laughs> okay. Who, who was next? So Timothy starts talking about his kids as. They were really, I mean, nothing. He said that after he killed his first kid, he had to kill the other four kids because the voices told him to. And they started telling them to kill the other kids because it was the right thing to do. In other words, supposedly that if he didn't kill the other four kids, they were going to gang up on him. And now that he had killed the adult boy who was six years old they were for sure going to come after him now you know and that he really messed up I'm just going to put the order so I don't have to go into too much detail just just tell us the order Tan, Mira, Elias Gabriel, wait 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 Tan Eli, Mira, Gabriel Elaine (laughs) and when did you say this was Tim? What date? You told us earlier. Thursday, I think. They were supposed to go to school Friday, and they didn't go because, well, they couldn't go. Yeah. So I noticed every time he starts talking about the kids or saying the kids' names, he starts crying. And I think this is more just a show for the police to show them that, oh, my God, I can't say my kids' names without crying. Because for me, when he starts talking about the kids going to school, he's like, well... You know, they couldn't go to school because obviously they were dead. (laughs) 
you know, it's just kind of plain as facts, you know. When you would strangle them, what would you do with the bodies at that point? At that point, I was just running on fear, and I wasn't thinking. Any normal person would have said, let me call the police and just turn myself in. Okay. I took the coward route and started following those voices in my head, which led me down such a nice path I'm on today. He followed the voices in his head down this nice path that they put him on. Not himself, but the demons. So this is him deflecting any type of acceptance of what he did. He's pushing it off on the demon. And what, what did you do then? What do you mean? With the bodies. I put them in bags and threw them on the hill. Okay, no, no, no. When when you're at the house... Oh, load them. I just load them in the car. Did you put them in the bag at that time? I don't know. Okay. I was just five little bodies. You put them in... So, like I said earlier, he starts saying five little bodies in the bags. He doesn't say my kids. He doesn't say their names anymore. He doesn't say, you know, uh, he doesn't start crying. He kind of disassociates himself from that they were real people. Natan was an accident. He was an that accident. was a really an accident. I was just trying to find out what was going on. If you look at that picture of me holding my little son, uh -huh. yeah, it's just picture of me with the older one trying to say, son, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't tell me, and I don't know if he was messing with the stuff, and so, so the PT took him over the edge. Natan was an accident, but you, you murdered the other four children. Yes. Okay. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. So I love the way this officer talks to him. And this guy's a, like an investigator, and there's an FBI agent in there with him. But he's talking to him, and he's telling them, okay, so the first kid, your first kid that you killed was an accident. And he's like, yes, 100% yes. But then the cop throws in there, what about the other four? You, basically, you killed all four of them. And he's like, yes. Because there's really nothing he can say to that. So even though he's trying to deflect from what happened, he still can't get away from that. But he still tries. Take a listen. If, why did you do that? We talked about this earlier. The voices started kicking and said, you better do something. You're fucking out to Okay. What were you trying to accomplish by doing this crime? Just trying to flee because I knew my time was short. I was going to get in trouble anyway. I'm not good at being bad. I'm not a good criminal. When did you decide to do this? After Natan had been gone, I started listening to what was going on in my head, and I carried it out. I didn't carry out everything because if I did... I would have cared that was on those papers. That's the stuff that comes out of my head. So for me, he keeps coming back to the voices in his head. Now, with this guy, Timothy Jones, I don't think he was possessed. You know, I might even think that he was using the demons as an excuse and he never really heard anything or maybe never even saw anything. This, don't get me wrong, this guy is an evil, evil person. When you kill your own kids, there's nothing more evil. When you kill kids, Jesus. This, this guy 
there's a special place in hell for this guy. But now here's the thing that gets me. And you know me, I'm always looking deeper and deeper into the way they talk and their answers and responses. So he starts talking about the voices in his head that have said that he's worthless and that uh, he's nothing. And he starts talking about school shooters, which is really interesting because we've talked the last two episodes about school shooters and the possibility that they were possessed. So could this have been that he's just kind of maybe catching on like I am? Or did the demons bring it up? Or again, maybe there was a demon inside of him that told him. Take a listen. What did you think about your children, just in general? I think that they were going to have issues like me. Issues like you? Okay. I think that they were going to have issues from not only from a broken home, I think that there's genetic diseases that... That's... I think that there was some things that my dad, if you Uh guys had seen yesterday, he doesn't know about my mom. Yeah. I think that there's things I know about my mom, even though I'm not... I wasn't around when that happened because I think I've got some of what she has. What kind of people do you think the children were when you committed the crime? I understand this is a weird question for what we're talking about, but we, we had to ask it earlier, too. I think they were conspiring. I think they were conspiring against you? I definitely seems to make the most sense to me. I mean, why else would somebody go do something like that and not tell me what he's doing? Do you understand that you've just... Con- oh, sorry, I'm getting behind myself. When you did this, did you think your actions could hurt the children? Yes. Yes? So you knew that what you were doing to the children was going to harm them or take their lives? It was to protect myself. Okay. I know that sounds fucking pathetic. When you did this crime, did you know it was wrong? At the time, I didn't think any of it was wrong. It happened in this fuck, I'm happenstance, and let me finish it up now. Okay. When you did the crime, did you know it was against the law? time I didn't think about the law so I'm gonna say no okay the law didn't come into my mind I wasn't caring about the law I'm dealing with dead children on my hands fuck the law I'm in trouble man my kids are dead yeah did you think you might Sorry. get caught no you're fine I knew I was gonna get caught I'm not a good criminal it was a matter of time gotcha why did you think that just because you weren't a good crook I'm criminal? not a good grandma's told me something that's the truth Tim you ain't I told to my kids too you guys ain't good be bad so be good so what he's doing now is he's justifying Uh, the way he raised his kids and that no matter what he did they were going to turn out like him a killer so stuff from getting caught driving trying to disguise the bags and then get rid of the stuff at the house what all did you get rid of at the house Uh, everything I gave them you're just saying your general possessions yeah I just didn't think about keeping my stuff anymore the hell with it I gave all my stuff away I mean my life's over what I thought about it have there been times you wanted to do something like this but decided against it? I mean, I've had these thoughts, but none of this happened until this actually materialized. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, I mean, why didn't you do that in the past if you've had these thoughts before? Why didn't I? Yes. I didn't have any reason to act on them. No reason to act on them? Okay. Would you have done this if a uniformed officer had been standing next to you? Yes. Even I wouldn't el- have cared. No, man, because... Elbow to elbow with you, you would have still I wouldn't have cared, yeah. And here's why. At that point in time, I didn't care because I saw myself as a damn target. 
And I saw him as having a gun in his hand, if you will. I know he was a kid, but that's how I saw it. Like, shit. He's, now, when, you say, when you say him, you're talking about... Natan. Natan. And how old is Natan? Six years old. Six years old. Did anyone tell you to do this? The voices inside my head. Your head. And just confirm the voices in your head are not God. They're not God. No, God would... No, this ain't Isaac and Abraham. Okay. So, now, out of the blue, and like I've told you in other cases... The Bible was brought up. There's always a sense of religion in these things. So this is one of the reasons why I thought this might be a possession or at least an influence. You know, maybe the demons were talking to him. And maybe they did tell him to kill his kids. I mean, we've seen it before with uh, Ronald DeFeo and Chris Watkins. They both killed their families. So... Why wouldn't this happen as well? Now, with these family annihilators, it's really hard to pinpoint the demon of which one it is. So, instead of doing that, uh, of course, I could do the three, whether it was the logical, uh, possession, or medical. So, I think this might actually be a little bit of both, medical and possession. I think, like I said, he might have that medical condition, but he was also possessed. Tim, have you ever heard or seen things that weren't really there? Yes. If so, has this been when taking drugs? Both, with or without drugs. With and without drugs. What did you see or hear? I've seen people. I've had conversations. I've started to talk with people mm -hmm. when there's nobody in the room. You told me shapes earlier. I'll see shapes. But yeah. Uh, it's the strangest thing. Um, I see shapes and things materialize that aren't real. Mm -hmm. Is this happening while we've been talking to you tonight? Yes. What have you seen while you were talking to us tonight? Well, I see. I see people. What kind of people do you see? Just normal, everyday people. I don't talk to them because if you guys are you're going to say, start talking to me, not them, dude. If you pay attention to what's going on in my cell, I, I get so nutty, I start talking to them. Mm -hmm. Now, did you hear that? This is a big red flag for me when it comes to psychological. Because he goes, when I'm in my cell, I, I look nutty. Most people, when they're sick from a psychological point of view, they don't see it as they're nutty. They don't see it as any because they believe what they're seeing. What did you see the day of the crime? Did you see people? Oh, I think you're talking about the... No, the voice. I'm sorry. This goes back to the, Just voices. the voices. Okay. Yeah, That's the fine. voices ran rampant in my head. You had. And there was no space for logic to talk. They were so loud that the, the logic was quiet. And the, the. I understand. Do you have any ideas or beliefs that other people think are crazy? If well, so, what are they? I'm a Freemason. A Freemason. Okay. Um. Now here we are again with the Freemasons. This has been a big thing as well. Uh, every time we talk about demon inside there's a lot of freemason stuff that comes out i don't know if it's you know that people are under that assumption of the illuminati or the freemasons or those secret groups maybe these people just like to throw that out because it's a secretive cult and they like to think that you know it's something bigger than themselves and who knows maybe they're part of it I don't know, they probably think my thoughts about exercise are nuts, but I mean, I tend to think people should take care of themselves. Okay. I'm old school in the sense that I think kids should get their ass busted by a teacher. 
Okay. I don't like the fact, and here's here's one of my problems. This is what the DSS was about. Yeah. When I grew up, I didn't worry about kids bringing guns to school and blowing the hell out of each other with a teacher. That didn't happen because there was a healthy fear, of, and you got corrected by parents. These day and age, kids bring guns to school because I don't think that they're corrected at home, and they take other people's lives because they got no respect for authority. And there you have it. The father of five that kills all his kids is saying that his kids will never go on to kill anybody at the schools. So this is one horrible person demon talking about his kids as if they were the ones that were possessed or they were the ones that were going to kill people. So let me explain this. People have said when they've seen the demon or they've seen the devil or whatever, they smell sulfur. And sulfur is like a bad egg smell. And that's usually the start of a demon possession or a demon takeover or anything that has to do with a demon. These things, you know, they, they smell really bad. And this is the one thing that he says, because he's talking to the police about having an ulcer. And he says he never goes to the doctor, but he has to have an ulcer because of this reason. And this is why I think that Timothy Jones has a demon inside of him. I think I've got an ulcer. An ulcer? Yeah, and the reason why is because I get those sulfur burps. Mm -hmm. They lay eggs and I, I don't know. He says he gets those sulfur burps the bad egg taste so is it an ulcer or is it a demon did he really have a demon inside of him or was it just his imagination or was he making the whole thing up who knows but I think just to be on the safe side this guy is pure evil demon or not and they need to kill this guy or put him in jail for life or so he did get convicted and he did get sentenced to life in prison uh, life for each one of the kids which is five life sentences so he will never be getting out again as far as for the demon inside like I said who knows maybe he was maybe he wasn't but that sulfur Man, that's something that a lot of these demon insides don't talk about. And that's why I think Timothy Jones had a demon inside of him. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Uh, I'm sorry I hadn't put out a show in a couple of weeks. I'm going to try to make that up here and uh, give you three shows. Uh, this is the first, and there's two more coming up soon. And hopefully you enjoy them, and I will see you all next week. Take care, guys. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time, if I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. 
theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.